morning, campers. Welcome to the Camp Good Boy Podcast, uh, Neil Young Coke Booger Edition. <laughs> and how fitting. Yeah. We got Papa Woodstock in the house. You know, I didn't even realize that because obviously it's so crazy because thanks the last waltz, the band film, the Scorsese film, the last waltz is so it's as much a part of my Thanksgiving now as like Turkey. (laughs) And I didn't even realize because that we have you on, um, Paul, who's calling from Woodstock and also has a band tattoo, maybe one of the few people on earth. I think I'm the only one that has one this big. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Becomes a ritual every Thanksgiving. You know, you gotta if you can't watch the whole thing, you at least gotta watch a portion of it. You gotta watch clips. I mean, yeah, like yeah. even a couple years ago, like we, we yeah, we're in New Orleans. Like you come home, like you're a little drunk, and you throw you gotta throw. Yeah, on some clips. you turn it on, and like um, Coyote is on. Yeah, it's like oh, it's a good place to start. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, not for me, or you can just follow well, the camp. Helpless is a requirement, and don't 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 do it is always a requirement for me. Yeah, and if you don't have access to like uh, the DVD or that uh, channel Access TV, just follow Kim Goodboy on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be making last waltz memes all day. Yeah, and you can pretty much watch some like janky clips on YouTube mm. of the last waltz or like your favorite clips because like I don't know. I usually forward through the Neil Diamond shit. Yeah, I, not I don't that like I don't that like. One. I like. Why couldn't he have busted out Sweet Caroline? Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah, or or yeah, yeah. like Shiloh? Why? Or like, like, um, I don't, like Dry your Crunch, eyes. Crunchy granola twist or whatever yeah. what is that one song he does. That song's yeah. terrible. Yeah, and of course it's a song he was working on with Robbie. <laughs> it's an awful song. Eva- I mean, uh, yeah, Evangeline usually starts to get the forward from me. Yeah, I don't love. Uh, I don't love the Clapton stuff. I mean, yeah. he, they, they, he does a good guitar solo, but I don't really like that song. Right. And then the Paul Butterfield. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I usually forward through that too. It's all Yo, about the people sta- in Woodstock here. People in Woodstock here, the old timers, especially the musicians, they praise Butterfield. Oh, I'm sure. There's I mean, like I like a Butterfield. Where it's got like his name is like the Butterfield Room. Where uh, if you go eat in the Butterfield Room, you're 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 you're, you're a VIP. The Butterfield pancakes. Nerd, nerd alert. <laughs> yeah, Butterfield Bros. Yeah, nerd alert. Yeah, they were like, "Do you want to sit in the Butterfield Room?" I'm like. Yeah, it looks fine. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. It's so rad. I mean, I like Paul Butterfield, but like I've never met like Butterfield assholes. Dude, gu- gun to like my like my parents tied up, gun to both of their heads, n- name a Paul Butterfield song, they're both dead. <laughs> no chance. Yeah. What <laughs> is his dead. big song? Yeah, uh, see you on the other side. Because what does he do at the last <laughs> waltz? Um, he does... Train per- oh, running yeah. around the... It's just some blues shit. It's just... I don't know, man. We've I know we've fucking beaten the blues fucking to death <laughs> on this podcast. But, like, I get it. And, you know, I again, I like the old, like, front porch blues. And But, like, I don't know, man. You know who I don't like? And I, I, was, I wanted to talk about this with Z-Man last week. But, actually, Paul might be the perfect person to talk about. Is I don't like Chuck Berry. Yeah, and I feel a, like it's one of those. Annoying. I feel like it's wow, one of the. Take right there. I, <laughs> but I feel like it's one of those like. Chuck's scary. When you first heard, it's one of those things when you first heard it in like these guys that were in England in back in the sixties, fifties, and sixties. It was like, yo, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Because like now when I hear it, every song has that same. They have the same like yeah. start. Because one of, there was like a Chili's or Applebee's commercial that started with that. I was like, oh, Johnny Be Good. And there was like, no, it was another song. I'm like, man, does every song start like that? Yeah. I don't even <laughs> so like, that's, I, that's, I don't even like when the dead the problem, does. problem, uh, though, is his music is now like on Applebee's ads. You know? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right, right, right. And, 
and, and to your point, it's kind of it's kind of the same shit. And yeah, it was revolutionary, but you know, we've come away since then. I'm good without that. So one thing I wanted to bring up, um, obviously Neil Young's Coke booger in the last waltz is mm. kind of like the, the unsung hero of, oh, the, yeah. of the film. It wins the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I actually like how I actually read the Levon Helm book and he was like, for all the money that they dumped into post-production Scorsese couldn't get rid of the Coke booger. And apparently it was fucking massive. <laughs> Oh, like, and they just, they did put a little CGI? They, no, they I mean, well, I think, I think back in, what was that, 76, I think the editing might not have been, like, as sharp as it is no, yeah. today. Right. I think it was really, really big, yeah, and they yeah. took out as much as they possibly could, because yeah. you clearly can see there's a speck of it there. There <laughs> is a Coke booger in North Ontario. <laughs> I mean, but, it, was, it, was, it, was there some sort of requirement from the people that were releasing the DVD that they had to remove it. Like, you feel like that's authentic. It's the way Neil looked. Yeah. A Coke, Coke booger gets Let's you, go. Coke booger gets you an NC 17. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> yeah, it, totally. here's another fun fact. And I don't know. It was one of you guys that showed it to me, but in a backstage picture you see, and you don't see this in the film cause he's playing guitar. Neil Young's t-shirt is two people. 69. It's incredible. Really? Yeah. yeah. I never knew that. I know. And he's standing next to Joni Mitchell. And, like, imagine today if Neil Young came out. Look at how big it is. Oh, my God. It's, it's like, really, really big. He, like, didn't even... It's like he didn't even snort it. He just like put a chunk in his he nose. Did he do this? Face. That's what the. That's oh, what it really. Oh, looks so like. they so but they take it out. There's a certain angle where you're where when we watched it with our friend Jeff, he was like, "Is that blow?" Like he and he was like far away from the TV, yeah. but he saw it. But yeah, dude, the booger it's really big. Yeah. Well, now I, I I gotta look back. Was it when he was doing the the side view trying to get Robbie to sing on the microphone with him? And that's probably when they you can spot it. No, I, I right. think that it's. Um, well, shit, because here it's, it's it, here he's is when, when he's singing with Joni Mitchell because she's singing on Help Us, but she's backstage. Right. This right, is right. him singing "I Shall Be Released" with with her, and it looks like he's got the coke booger there. It, but he's got the coke booger during Help Us too. Did he uh, just have the coke booger the whole time? He knew I, I what mean, he was doing. I think so. But he, yeah, they knew what they were doing. You know, it's interesting because if you think th- today, if Neil Young came out to do a song. In a with a Coke booger and a '69 T-shirt, I mean, oh, he'd be canceled. He'd be canceled. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, totally or like, oh, or like yeah. you know, because like, or just whatever. If he was singing with like Amy Mann or whatever, like you know, new yeah, sort totally. of Joni Mitchellish kind of character would just be like, I'm sorry, I'm not going on stage with Neil with the '69 shirt. Yeah, that's a bold <laughs> shirt. Yeah, but the Coke booger is literally. Know, I, don't, the, I, I, I don't know. I was actually having a conversation <laughs> with my dad over Thanksgiving talking about, about Neil Young because about sixty nine. Yeah, <laughs> we were we were watching. Uh, we had like the Thanksgiving Day parade on, which is akin to like Japanese water torture. But they had like the the lead singer from the Goo Goo Dolls was on, and his face looks so plastic. It's like stretched onto his face from all the work that's had done. Yeah. And I was like, you know, the great thing about Neil Young is he hasn't done a thing. His right. hair looks like shit. He looks like shit. So if he came out now and had that, everyone would just be like, well, it's Neil. He's old. Yeah. But yeah, also, is, is he, he this like do. prolific 69er? Like, was he just like Johnny 69? Imagine 69ing Neil Young. Wow. I'm sure he does. Ugh. I'm sure he's done it. Oh, yeah. He definitely I mean, wears a hat. Oh wow! With oh, I, you mean I, I mean an actual hat or a condom? Uh, when he's doing <laughs> no, he wears like his big ass hat. Yeah. Oh uh, man, the the lineup at those uh, the lineup at those Thanksgiving Day parades are, are hell because yeah. it's usually. 
Because it's in New York City. It's usually like whatever the the hot new Broadway show is, they go out and do a thing. And yeah, it's always like the Goo Goo Dolls or some like rapper that I've never heard of. Right. They never they never get like Beyonce or Jay. They sprinkle in a band that's been spent for like twenty years and had three hits in the (laughs) nineties. Yeah, exactly. You don't see Matt you don't see Matt Lauer at those anymore. You know, I tend to now because I've seen it so many times, I just want to just I honestly just want to see just the band out there like you said neil diamond and all them it's like okay it's a nice little touch but i just want to see up on cripple creek and don't do it and just you know the 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 band tunes with just the band up there dude i mean the night they drove old dixie down i mean i could watch that on repeat forever like it is so great to be honest and just for our listeners who don't know this is the movie called the last waltz which the band did it was their last show on thanksgiving they sing that song take the load off Fanny. Fanny, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, big hit. Just for anyone <laughs> yeah. that doesn't know, it's been in about a zillion commercials. <laughs> but uh, but uh, and yeah, the, I mean, definitely I, on the Wonder Years. God, I only really like the Joni Mitchell, the Van Morrison, the Neil Young. I, I mean, I don't love the Ronnie Hawkins. It's good, right. but I'm not like, oh yes, this is my favorite part. Like, and the Staple Singers, that's a great part. Yeah, like, and oh, then yeah. like Ringo. Like, why was Ringo? I feel like Ringo oh, was just man. in San Francisco because like you can barely hear him on drums as usual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just wish I wish he could be deleted from rock history. <laughs> like you know, it would be great because there's that movie where the kid um, gets uh, like there's a there's a global incident and then everything is normal except the Beatles didn't exist. Mm. Did you see that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know what would be great is if fucking that incident happened, but just Ringo was deleted from the, <laughs> oh, wow. yes. right. and they have like, had, and they had like John Bonham or something. Like, like, yeah, I just, oh, the, yeah. he's a big dude, part. I just, so I can't many, with Ringo, had, dude. He's annoying. I've had so many arguments with my uncle who is just a, I'm a giant Beatles fan. And he's like, Ringo is one of the top five drummers of all time. What? Like, dude, you are blinded by your love for the Beatles. He is not even close to like the top 50. Yeah. And Paul, I mean, well, they, let's Paul go. had to go recut a lot of those and get in there too. Cause let's go through, oh. let's go through the top five. You have Pert Bonham, uh-huh. Stuart Copeland, Ginger right. Baker. Yeah. Who would the fifth be like, um, who would like the fifth? I mean, someone might bring up like a jazz. Drummer. Someone might bring up Al Green's drummer. And I'm like, bro, uh, wait, we're, oh, I, just, like, I guess maybe, but like, come on. Let's dude. just I say, just like, I don't know if he's in my top five, but let's just say Lars Ulrich for now. Yeah. Just for now. Right. Yeah. Ringo doesn't even, uh, Ringo doesn't sniff any of those guys. No, I'm a better drummer than <laughs> oh, Ringo. Yes, come close. <laughs> right. You know, one of, like, guys that aren't that familiar, um, he's like a session drummer, but he played with everybody. Dennis Chambers. That guy was an animal. Right. And he's, he's just, there are just so many more technically sound drummers than Ringo. And everyone's like, well, Ringo tuned his drums to a key and it's oh, like God. that doesn't take any skill no. yeah 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 exactly no that's when you start getting into the like the annoying talking about like when we were talking a few episodes ago about how like annoying artists and musicians can be about talking about art right. and music they find some way like no ringo mm. ringo makes his drums talk it's no. like oh, oh all right yeah. <laughs> that guy the only thing that guy is good at is giving peace signs in his instagram <laughs> post but 
if we're going to say Ringo, the guy I would put in as a sort of subtle drummer, but who's in the pocket like a motherfucker and totally makes the songs pop is Charlie Watts from the Rolling Stones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. you know, the, the way he comes in on, like, Monkey Man and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and things like that, like, that's, the, that's a great example of a subtle drummer who's in the pocket and really contributes to the song in, yeah. a, in a meaningful way where Ringo is literally like, where did they... It's almost like a, some kind of cosmic joke or something that he's even in that band. <laughs> well, he wasn't well, in the band just, originally. He was just right. a good-looking guy, and he was kind of, you know, he, he had the look. Did you know, he? It, what? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> no, when okay, he was younger, I, now I, now I definitely... Yeah, wait, okay. <laughs> no, the ladies loved Ringo. Yeah, I guess, maybe. Yeah, okay, all right. Well, look, I mean, Nilsson loved him, and Nilsson... Maybe he's a cool maybe, guy. Maybe, maybe Nilsen, not... Well, Nilsen. maybe Nilsson's not as cool as we think he yeah. is. Maybe none of them are as cool now, as we th- think now, they this are. Is, this is a bit of a hot take, just because people are polarized about... Uh, Bruce Springsteen, but Max Weinberg is a fucking badass drummer. Oh, he's, yeah. a, he's a great he's a drummer. House. Yeah, he's a great in the pocket. Yeah, okay. So, all right, let's take Lars all, Lars all right to that top yeah. five. We could throw a Max Weinberg in there. I know I'm forgetting somebody like um, incredible. Yeah, like Keith Moon. From yeah, the Keith Moon. Moon. There we go. Keith there we go. Moon's Keith cool. Moon, yeah. He's just got an original Star Wars. The guy, the Zappa guy, Carmen. Is it Carmen Apiche? Now, yeah. see, now we're getting into like the, the yeah. now's the part where it's like if you're talking about greatest guitar players and someone starts talking about Joe Satriani and Steve Vai. Uh, I mean, <laughs> hey, come on. I though. mean, I know they're the they're, they're best, but like, when's the last time you've like thrown on a Steve Vai? Record? Oh, man, on my ride out here from Bob Springs. <laughs> you yeah. just listen to Sur- <laughs> Serving with the Alien. Yeah. Oh, man, I was, when you're. Yeah, I, went through a, I went through a Satriani phase, and, and I don't know if you guys know, but your listeners definitely don't know. I play drums, but I also have played air guitar for about 21 years, and I destroy the air guitar, and I would always just put on Satriani and just melt faces. Right. So, uh, yeah, I have a special special place in my heart for Satriani. And, yeah. and for those of you who don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Joe Satriani, who had songs like... Um um, <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> no, he's a great guitar player. I, I love yeah, that. So, guy. after college, I interned at a recording studio owned by White Club John. Oh yeah, and I was just like, I was just an assistant engineer to start, and I was basically just cleaning bathrooms right when I started there. But um, I worked up to be an assistant engineer, and basically, at one point, you remember Chicken Foot. Yeah, uh, this is like uh, yeah. An all, yep. all-star band with uh, Chad Smith of the Chili Peppers and Satriani and Sammy Hagar uh, and a couple other guys. They came and hung out at that studio while I was there before they went to Madison Square Garden to play a show that night. And Chad Smith is like one of my favorite drummers. He is good. Um, he's awesome. And I was like, holy shit! You know, we're, we were always told you can't be starstruck when you're there. And anyone that comes in, you know, it's your job. Well, Chad Smith came in. I was like, I got to say something to him. And when I spoke to him, I was just like, hi, you know, a big fan. He was just like, he was fucked uh, up. He's just, he's just, no, I don't even think he was drunk or on drugs or anything. He's just shot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've seen him. I, I saw him. He just sat in the corner and didn't say anything. And of course. He wore sunglasses the whole time inside. Oh, yeah, uh, of course. I saw Chad Smith up at 101 Cafe one afternoon. I thought it was uh, Will Ferrell dressed as a rock star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they're, they they're look, identical. They look very similar. Yeah. Like, if Will Ferrell, like, got on heroin and lost, <laughs> like... <laughs> you, well, you got, also, like, on a, on a good, like, six-month-long free base kick, he would literally look like Chad Smith. And I remember that they, Chad mm-hmm. Smith and Will Ferrell, drummed together, of course. Mm-hmm. And guess who? Guess where, Guess what show they did that on? Jimmy Fallon. Oh, Jimmy Fallon. That, that's nutty such a, guy. That's such a Fallon bit. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Jimmy Fallon. Also, 
Uh, speaking of the Thanksgiving Day Parade, right when I turned it on on NBC, who's out there suddenly as a singer with the roots? It's Jimmy Fallon dancing and singing. I think oh, you're a talk show host. Nutty right? guy. Don't these guys yeah. ever take a break? I know, really. Just turn you know, it off. But oh. so we're, because I'm wearing a, a hoodie with no undershirt. Again, I hadn't even realized that uh, it's, it's, it's a great look that after the last waltz is done and they do the... Um, do the uh, encore. Robbie goes backstage and gets changed, and he's just wearing this cool, like suede hoodie. It is a good hoodie with no undershirt and like a fedora. It's just mm. a great look. But we were just talking about like hoodie with no undershirt is. So, I mean, F- Chevy pulls it off and Fletch beautifully oh, yeah. when right. he's down at the beach. Um, once you go hoodie with no undershirt, might as well just throw all your undershirt. Putting away. an undershirt on again, you're like a Boston bro. You're just like a lazy like husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sitting yeah, around, exactly. Like, but as soon as you take that undershirt off, it's like it's like fuck time. I think it's just more of like a ma- masculine look. <laughs> yeah, to me. Well, if you if you put the undershirt on, you gotta match it with some plaid cargo shorts. <laughs> yeah, well, no, yeah. To like, that, it's like that thing you do oh, man, where it's like yeah. the boyfriend who's like. I'm going to go get coffee. What do you want to <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Like, what is yeah. that guy? Sunday morning boyfriend. Yeah, Sunday morning boyfriend. Wait, what, what's he like? He's just dude who, like, the girl might be doing something, and the guy's just, like, on the couch with, like, the sweatpants, the hoodie. Like, I don't know, just Sunday morning boyfriend. Yeah. He's got the hood up. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to go get the coffee, babe. What do you Yeah, he's need? just, like, texting something. Yeah. But I just, there's something like I need the, to, like, act that out. It's hard to, it's hard the, to translate on radio. The, um... <laughs> The the hoodie with no undershirts, it's like it says let's fuck. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I've never been a hoodie with no undershirt guy. I, I respect that. Try yeah. it. Try it. Oh <laughs> uh, how do you do you wear I don't I don't I don't love undershirts. Me where do you neither. where do you land with undershirts? I wear undershirts. I remember growing up it always had to be a white undershirt and then I realized it's just like it starts to get like crusty and Mm. Gross, and then you look mm. at yourself, and I might as well just take it off and put a hoodie on. It's a good idea. God, yeah. do you remember that era? Dude, ditch the undershirt. Yeah, yeah, you should try it out. You remember that era where it was like in the mid nineties, mid to late nineties, when like the white wife beater shirts, like because we went to a Catholic high school. And like literally, you could see the outline under every kid's shirt, yeah. the dress shirt. Yeah. I was yeah. like, and I did it, and I was like, looking back, I was like, Man, what the fuck was wrong with everybody? Everyone had them on. They looked yeah. so trashy, right? I mean, they that looked, was the undershirt though. That was the uniform. They looked trashier underneath a dress shirt than they actually do if you're not wearing a shirt under. Right. And I, I do like that wife beater <laughs> was like part of like the collective lexicon of like, of, like high school of humanity. Kids. Uh, yeah, and it was. Yeah. Completely Completely socially acceptable. They they still call it wife beater, though. They they don't advertise it on Amazon as a wife beater, but that's that's the slang for it. I just love that there's a correlation between a style of undershirt and your your level of domestic violence. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. It was those things just like swept the nation of like high school kids. I, I I would go to Catholic high school. With my with a white wife Peter shirt underneath, and like you can see the outline. Mm-hmm. It was it's so trashy. Yeah, you probably wore the same one like five days in a row. Yeah, I had like a pack of three Hanes. Yeah, <laughs> and I would like wear them to Gold's Gym too. Right, it was so weird. Well, the the, the look, <laughs> the, sort of like the K Fed look, is wearing the white on white with the with a with the with the with the wife Peter with a white T shirt over it. 
Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's the even white, worse. White yeah, on yeah. white on yeah. white with like the kids with the ankle socks. Really long shorts. That is a fucking. That's a look, <laughs> man. Yeah, that See, really he, is. He used to look he, back when he was like an early dancer for Britney Spears. He looked good in it, but then he just got fat and gross and kept that look and just made yeah. it look bad. And he wears those like off-brand sort of like striped polo shirts. Too, yeah, yeah, like yeah. with the jean shorts God, and Fetterline. Yeah, is that guy still alive? Is he still like? Yeah. Is he around? Yeah, he's alive. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, he's alive. He um I don't know, he's like a bookie now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he does he's, now. He was the man though and he uh, cuz he he also is sort of like a Joran Vandersloot. It's like a type, you know what I mean? Dude, yeah, like it's these, definitely a type. they have the haircut where it's like it's buzzed but then they have like the front part, they have those like mini bangs like gelled down on the on the forehead. He, but yeah, women a... go absolutely crazy for for these yeah, guys. Yeah, it's a look. He yeah. really is a Vandersloot. That's yeah. the worst thing you could possibly be to compare it to. He's like, <laughs> it's like that type. It's like. This is great. Kevin Earl Federline, sometimes referred to as K-Fed, is an American rapper, DJ, actor, television personality, professional wrestler, and fashion model. So he he, does de- it all. he definitely, when he watched City Slickers and Curly talks about the one thing, he's like, nah. Nah. <laughs> seventh thing. Yeah, the seventh. <laughs> he definitely wrote his own Wikipedia page because he is not all those things. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think he he must have gotten some coin from the Britney divorce. Oh, but yeah, man, probably. those were the days where it was like, yeah, it was just like the you had your like wife beater with a white t shirt and like basketball shorts, just like with a paparazzi snapping you with like a bag of McDonald's and a cig yeah. and a cig bomb. Pretty much, yeah. And yeah. he he always had the uh, he was like Yankee hat pulled down with like a. See, so look at the wife right. beater there, dress shirt, blazer with a Yankee hat pulled down. Yeah. That was his. Well, style. he was like really svelte and like hot then. Now he's now right. now he's like slowty. He's like <laughs> he's like Yoron now. Yeah, yeah. No, did he? Was his Yankee hat red or blue? Uh he looks like he's got a bunch of different Yankee hats. But then there, that's whoever. I mean, oh my god, he's a big boy. He's there. like obese there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, and he's got the the dicky shorts that go like almost down to the sock line. So there's only like three inches between oh, the socks god. and the bottom of the short. There he is. And oh he, wow! Doesn't he live in L.A.? Like that's a very unnecessary short to wear out there. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, he's definitely got an apartment. Like on. Fairfax. Yeah, he, he he definitely. Yeah, he lives in like uh, what is it? Um, Bearsville. Bearsville. He's in Bearsville, New York. <laughs> oh, did you ever see that? Going back to the band, that picture of Rick Danko's New York driver's license. Oh, by the way, I I almost bought that. It was like a, on a rock memorabilia. That would have been a thing. great piece of memorabilia yeah. for sure. Um, Poor Danko. Wait, his, yeah. wait, Rick Danko's what? Driver, driver's license. Driver's license from Bearsville. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's like buried right next to Levon in Woodstock. Mm. Mm. Do you ever go there and like <laughs> bring, bring your drumsticks and sip some wine? Yeah. My wife makes fun of me that I have a, a thing about cemeteries. I like to see like famous people's cemetery headstones. Yeah. So yeah, I've been there. Oh, by sure. yeah. By the way, we had a thing too, because in Rochester, one of the Jack the Ripper suspects is buried there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and he's a real strange cat. Um, he was like a snake oil kind of salesman. Uh, he was all over Europe, but then was in Rochester. And um, 
we went, I think it's, his last name is Tierney. If you just Google Jack the Ripper Rochester, you can find it. And we went to go visit his headstone and like took pictures with it. Oh yeah, that was weird. That was morbid. That was, I mean, a, real, that was a real witchy afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> but then also, yeah, and also took pictures where Metallica recorded their first album, which was at a recording studio mm-hmm. in Rochester. And, and that recording studio is supposed to be haunted. That was a strange little Rochester. Yeah, that was a weird afternoon. Yeah, that was a weird uh, little. Um, what do you call that field trip? I, like a some kind of I don't know, like a living nightmare. <laughs> Wait, Metallica. Metallica recorded their album in Rochester. Yeah, Kill 'Em All, the and, first one. They, 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 they recorded it on. They started being like Oakland. So they started recording on Phil's first birthday. Yeah. So literally when we were um, celebrating Phil's first birthday, Metallica was down the street making their first album. That's cool. And I always, no I always, such a fucking badass. Yeah, yeah that's why I, I put Lars on that yeah, hypothetical top. That's I always wonder. I always wonder if when we were kids, like going to Wegmans, like you, we passed these like long-haired rocker guys, like getting stuff, and just never even realized we were with like the most. Well, I mean, my first tape was Injustice for All. Yeah, one of mine's was so, Ride the Light. So, there so there's obviously some kind of cosmic connection. God, yeah, you guys great. saw James Hatfield in the organic section, and you're like, no, that can't be him. <laughs> yeah, well, you wouldn't have even known because the band wasn't Oh, even yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. It was like, I think because they had a budget, and this studio in Rochester was like, fit the budget, and I guess it's haunted. Mm. Now it's a now it's a private residence. It is random, though, because they were, a, no one really, no one knew who they were yet, and they were from Oakland, Oakland, right? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it's like, let's fly all the way to Rochester. It's like, no, there's no studio in California that is yeah, cheaper. There's nowhere. It was really random. Yeah. Unless one of them was from Rochester, you never know. No, it was, um, it's just one of those things. I think the producer was in New York and they just had the uh, in on this yeah. studio, I guess, because probably like the rents, you know, because it's a big cavernous like space. So you could probably get like a big drum room and stuff like right, that. Right, right. You know, I mean, there's recording studios everywhere. You really get that kill them all sound. Yeah. And now it's one of those apartment buildings that's like where like Sunday afternoon boyfriend would live. It's yeah. like one of those kind of cookie cutter apartment buildings. Yeah. It's, um, but yeah, there you have it. But I've that, always, I've, I'll always listen if it comes on to Metallica SNM with the orchestra. Some people uh, yeah. thought that that was, that was kind of a sellout. I thought it was great. Wait, what was it? Metallica with the orchestra, the San Francisco orchestra. Oh, I've never even heard it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. cool. It's so pretty the kill cool. them all must have been with Cliff Burton because he he died like after Ride the Lightning, I think. So that was that's that's kind of an original location yeah. to be recording their first album. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so, Talk, t- talking about Metallica and how good they were in the '80s and like the Cliff Burton shit is always a, that's a really like dude conversation. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very dude. Guys. I'm like yeah. a, I'm like a road yeah. trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you throw on Ride the Lightning, it's just like. Cliff Burton always comes up. It's like, man, they were so much better. I and everyone says like, or not everyone, but like, the Black Album. That album's incredible. Yeah. Um, and I mean, everything kind of like, I don't know if they sold out. That's just a great album. Well, they, they just had that like other bass player, and then they got the guy from like Los Lonely Boys or something. What? Oh, that guy's great. The Robert Trujillo. I oh think. yeah. <laughs> yeah, he totally does look like that. <laughs> but he's he's he was in that. He's all about Jocko. He was in that Jocko documentary. Oh I think. right. And he's like into fish. And um, Les Claypool had auditioned to be in Metallica. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. That would have been weird. <laughs> if that it was just like, can you imagine them doing like For Whom the Bell Tolls? It's just like, oh, awesome. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> that was probably one of the most difficult 
you didn't get the job ever. Yeah. Because he, he's like the greatest <clears throat> bass player fucking ever. Now nobody gonna, nobody plays bass like him. Yeah. And uh, God, jazz assholes would fucking like uh, uh, torch me right now <laughs> yeah, for saying that. Don't you wish you could just put uh, Les Claypool in every Metallica song? Like the heavy metal part of, of one. <laughs> oh, that would be so Doctors sick. <laughs> oh, because he would. He would. That kind of sounds like a Primus song, though, a little bit. No, it's like my name is Mud. Yeah, my name is Mud is basically the metal breakdown of one. It kind of is, yeah. And and he's probably just did it. Yeah, my name is Mud. Just this imprisoning me. All that I see, I have to do. I cannot live. I cannot. No, that must have been one of the most difficult. You, you didn't get the gig talks ever. Like yeah. You didn't get the gig. Like, I don't, you got to go start your own band because you're incredible. Yeah, they actually, not, they don't chirp him. They just talk about the audition process for the new bass players. And they're like, yeah, we'd have some guy come in and just being like, could you imagine Claypool walking into that audition with that, that bass that looks like a fucking acid trip? Like, he just comes in and what's going on, guys? Oh, he's the best. I love that. Well, you know, it, it was all, it was all, Lars putting the kibosh on that because, oh, yeah. you know, that sounds about right. It's definitely him. It seems like he wears the pants in that band. He definitely wears the pants. Remember with the Napster stuff that all broke out? He was oh, the one in man. front of everybody. I bet the rest of the band was just like, dude, chill out. It's all right. Our music's out there. He's, Whatever. he's yeah. such a, he went nuts. he's such a Lars. You know, you know what? He is such a Lars. I don't like, I don't, I, I respect his drumming, but like, and then like in the documentary, so you're, He's all fucking up in arms about Napster and like he how they're gonna lose money. And then and then in the movie you see him, he sells like two Basquiat's for like forty mil. It's just like <laughs> we'll go like just shut up, dude. Yeah, yeah it right, sucks, right. but like this is you know, we you just pivot and I've never met it, I've never met or seen another Lars, but he just wears Lars really, really well. Yeah, he defines the name Lars. He totally does. Cause I don't even know what other Lars are out there. Dude, by the way, when I was a kid, I thought, because the first time I learned about Metallica was in a Thrasher magazine. There was a skateboard with the, with the Ride the Lightning thing. I thought it was Metallica. That, I took a, That's took, an honest yeah, mistake. Yeah, I, I, got, I paid for that one dearly in high, in, uh, at Wellwood uh, Middle School yeah. when the kids that knew what I was like, yeah, I like Metallica. Oh, They're cool. They were like, God damn. Metallica. Wow. That's like when I didn't know what 69 meant yeah. <laughs> growing up. Yeah, what, what, three weeks ago? <laughs> Dude, I'll never forget. I was oh, yeah. so nervous to ask what 69 meant in like the eighth grade. Right. And I was like, sorry, dude, I don't have Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't just look it up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Metallica. Wow, Metallica. Yeah. That's an honest mistake, though. Dude, I took a wrong. That's ro- an honest mistake. I took a wrong turn on YouTube the other night. And um, I went deep into like the these weird like simulation um, theories about oh, how like Jesus. yeah, but it, not just that like reality is a simulation, but that um, internet is now is like even you see it like everybody's in their phones and not like out in the world like <laughs> right. they're just oh everyone's like looking on their phones mm-hmm. and with all the smart devices everything's like linked up and you know obviously AI is coming next where you know they try with like Google Glass and like right. all these other things and. If you look at how Silicon Valley is starting to regulate content, like you can get, you know, you know, a lot of Alex Jones, you know, Alex Jones was taken off Twitter and like Mm -hmm. all these other, you know, if you even Trump is, 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 um, is censored and how, how these tech companies are going to be literally like censoring content, but that, that, that now once this sort of keeps going and how there's, we're going to be living in a simulation within a simulation. Jesus. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was just like, man, I just don't even need to look at this. Yeah, that can get that can get hairy. That seems stressful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it totally can. But the what's scary is because it all like makes sense. It's like it's like so whatever you know. Even if you don't buy into that, that you're living in any, some kind of simulation, but that there's a now a simulation within the simulation. And then there's going to be a simulation within a simulation within a simulation. Oh, and we're just fucked. And human beings are no longer going to be, they're just going to be zombies within a simulation. That could be fun. That'll be yeah. the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Is that we're not actually dead that came back to life where these like, we don't have any brains because it's just so focused on these little black things. Right. But it's these, these guys like Elon Musk and stuff that are actually spearheading a lot of this tech to get, uh, to get that synergy between the mind and the computer, like all one. And it's just like, Man, God, you know one. Of the, I miss flip. I miss flip. Is, I miss flip phones. Yeah, what is, what is Elon Musk's goal here? Like, I, I, I think I to a few take years a, ago, I'm like, he's he's doing electric cars. Oh, that's great. He's doing the Hyperloop. You know, he's a very smart guy with new technology. But he's just, like you say, he's just he, he's bonkers. Yeah. And in the last like year or so, it's like, what are you trying to get at? I feel at this point, but they're, they're going to like this. These theories are that they are playing God within our reality. So f- fuck simulation. If, the, mm. if you just look at reality for what it is, there's an opportunity for these guys to actually play God within. I mean, look at Twitter censoring anything they want, any views they want, any users they want. That's playing God. I mean, that's a major source of information sharing. Right, um, right. You know, in YouTube and all these other places that are restricting content. I mean, it's it's censorship for sure. And mm-hmm. you know, they say, well, it's harmful information, but that's not really your choice to make in a free. But it is your platform, so it's like they are setting up these constructs that we use for our day to day life. And so, I think that the goal is literally Elon Musk becoming a god. Mm. He, he's he's, he's yeah. playing god. I, I, I just this, this, this whole you know what what is the most uh, viewed sources of news is Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. It's, they're, they're getting way too down into their own models to where we need some sort of government regulation to show Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. You guys are actually news platforms, and you should have the journalistic standards of any other news platform because it's getting out of control. Yeah, but you I mean, know? how much... And how how much of that, too much power in these guys' hands. How much of that... I don't even know if journalistic integrity even exists because all these corporations, Fox, CNN, they're all pushing the, the one narrative where... So they won't let Trump do anything good on CNN and mm. obviously, like Nancy Pelosi, anything she says is going to be shut to shit by Fox or anything like that. So nobody is really... It's like all I'm these speaking, different... I guess I'm speaking about like Facebook takes a, a New York Times article. New York Times has, for whatever their faults, they have vetted, you know, sources and they check whatever's right and wrong and put it on. Where Facebook is just like, yeah, let it all fly. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and news and, and just cable news is is a whole different conversation. Just like you said. I don't know. I think sometimes the censorship on those apps is so good because. Misinformation on the internet and how much we're on the internet is really dangerous. Yeah. It just I mean, and it's not like Twitter is necessarily censoring Trump. They're just putting a disclaimer on the bottom, like, wait, this is bullshit. Yeah. If you want to read about maybe, the bullshit, yeah. click click this. It's link. basically like a skull and bones, like maybe hazardous to your health. Right. <laughs> you read this. And it kind of right. is because it is in general warning. It is misinformation and the and people believe everything they read on the internet, and then you have a bunch of like it gets insane. 
You can't yeah. even have like a conversation about anything that's like real or truthful anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, and how many how many of these people say you know the media is corrupt and all this? But these are so many of the people that rely on the media for their information. Like they're not reading a book. Right. They're not interviewing scientists. You know, Got they're it. just reading Facebook. It's almost just like put your phone down. Take your undershirt off and put a zipper a hoodie on. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Go take a nice brisk walk. Yeah, <laughs> clear your head. Hey, did you guys see today that uh, Trump's going to uh, have his own rally on inauguration day, and he's going to during that rally announce that he's running in twenty twenty four. Wow, but see, well, that's on brand for him. I mean, I've been, I haven't even watched, brand. I haven't even watched the news since because it's so boring without his shenanigans. But that's really going to be that's going to be his, and he's probably going to spend four years running, mm-hmm. campaigning. Oh yeah. Wait, did he say wow. that? He didn't say it outwardly, but it's uh, again sources are saying he. he whether or not he's going to announce he's running in 2024, he's definitely going to have some sort of event to distract from the inauguration. And yeah. that is, I 100% believe that. Yeah, well, yeah. No, I mean, you could, but I, again, that's one of those things that's just out in the internet. And like, I, I heard it and like, may, I know like, maybe it will happen. Who knows? But it's like, it's just one of those, this is the problem with the internet. There's just too much information, but yeah. it is on brand. I can, I mean, I'll, I'm not going to not tune into that because that's insane. That's the thing. And in, in a four-year presidential campaign to be – because, dude, this guy, yeah, he's not going to go down. Like, he's – look, at he realized this particular portion of the fight is probably going to be lost. Mm-hmm. But he is going to keep – this This got his his goat or whatever it is. It, oh, it, yeah. 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 Now, it, it's, it's, he, it's stuck in his you, craw. Big time. Yeah. Do you think Trump's one of the craw? Trump kids could take the baton and move on and, and – Run at yeah. some point, or Ivanka you- for sure. Ivanka, not any, not those two kids, not yeah. Eric. I don't think Don Don Jr. looks like he's coked up every single time yeah. he's on TV. Like again, I like Donald Trump. Do I like him? Do I think he's presidential? No, but he's got the celebrity that I don't think Donald Trump Jr. has. Yeah, Donald Trump Jr. is just a fucking rich. By the way, like bag. take uh, out take out the Menendez brothers from any picture and put in the Trump brothers. Like they could totally have some kind of similar. They have that same. They're just like these, like robotic. A little bit, yeah. Ivanka's kids. got just. She's oh, got she, the. She's yeah. got the celebrity that you just need. Don, Don mm-hmm. Jr. was a disowned son, basically. His his father was disappointed in him. He was doing nothing. Uh, he was kind of a bum, and then just became a surrogate. And now he's he's a celebrity. But I don't know. I asked that question. And I think maybe Ivanka, but there's only one Donald Trump. Right. And, See, that's the thing. Yeah. And, you know. I just I don't know if any of them and Ivanka's too polished. She's too I mean she's she's I think she's corrupt, but she's she's not she's too polished to, you know, throw the haymakers that her father does. Yeah. Well I mean I, I think I could see that more in like eight to twelve years, her kind of becoming at the forefront there. Maybe. But um Or oh, or America might just be like no more of this fucking family. Right. Because you can sit there and be like, well, you know, Trump got record numbers. It's like, yeah, sort of the guy that won. Right. And he got six million more than the other guy. So, yeah. I mean, America hey, kind of stood up and spoke. And by the way, I lose respect for Trump because so he says Biden got 80 million votes. Like Trump called the fix was going to be in like months and months ago. If the fix was in and you're Donald Trump, where are your like voter fraud skills, dude? You're, yeah. you're the most like corrupt, dishonest person ever. If mm. you're, if your like thesis is true that there's Democrat voter fraud in these democratic places, how the fuck aren't you 
involved in your own voter fraud. Like you should, you, he should have been doing because he, own voter he comes fraud out and things. says well, it, which just goes so to show it's all bullshit. What, yeah, what's so laughable is it's all fraud. But all these Republican senators that won and all these House members that gained some seats, there's no fraud there. That was legit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. Right. You mean to tell me there wasn't any like male fraud in the Republican Party? Like, give me a fucking break. Right. And this is the problem with him trying to control the narrative and like the misinformation that exists. That's why Twitter was like, all right, yo, enough of this shit. Right. Yo, wake Jack yeah, up. Just, wake Jack yeah. up from his meditation and tell him to come yeah. fucking censor this guy. Or his meditation, I mean, he looks like Rip Van Winkle, dude. He's been. <laughs> This guy just like started Twitter and just went to sleep. <laughs> he looks like he became. Yeah, I saw I saw him in the, like the congressional hearings, and there's all these clips of like, you know, I watched some right winger stuff of of Ted Cruz supposedly owning him, and yeah, if you just look at that clip and then they turn to his face, it's like, dude, like clean up a little bit. This yeah. is a congressional hearing. He, no, he looks know? he looks like he was uh, radicalized by the Taliban. Yeah, <laughs> or he's like a bartender yeah. in Echo Park. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Which oh, is like, the line is very thin between the two. Oh no, yeah, he does. He looks like he makes a mean gin Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also li- I listened to him on a podcast explaining what his business model is and how he's trying to monetize Twitter more. And he just he he's kind of out there, man. And like he's just like I just wanted it all to be out there, you know. And any false information, we put disclaimers on. But like he's he's definitely stoned. Yeah. You know, six days out of the week. Right, and but he's got that name Jack Dorsey. He sounds like Jack Jack Dorsey's would be a pub well, in Midtown like a, Manhattan. It's like a, isn't that a boxer? <laughs> I thought Jack Dempsey. Yeah, uh, Jack Dempsey. Yeah. The best is uh, in Cobra Kai when Johnny just doesn't know anything about the internet or anything. He's like, "Yeah, make that video. Put some like put some like uh, lightning bolts in it. Put thunderstruck in it, and like put a bunch of hash browns on it." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're like if you hashtags. Yeah, no, that's put a bunch of hash browns. He, he he's amazing how he doesn't understand <laughs> the the modern world. It's so good. Yeah, that, that you know what and what a what what a great place to be. Not understanding how any of this stuff works. Yeah, what a great idea. All right. Yeah, and I think everybody's been listening to the ads and getting the Pachamama because I feel like everybody's been. It's it spread good vibes across the land and has. Yeah, you know, linked up with this uh, new phase in American <laughs> democracy. Yeah, no, maybe. So I think, yeah, I think that Pachamama CBD is the unsung hero of this whole entire thing. I mean, you might not need it now that Trump's out of the office, but like, get it anyway. <laughs> oh, you're gonna need it. You're gonna definitely need it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because now you're gonna have to deal with like relatives during the holidays. It's not gonna be easy because no. there's gonna be people that are bitter and they're always yeah. gonna say that it was a fraudulent election. Yep. Yeah, we're gonna be fighting that for a long time. And um, you know, Biden's cognitive decline is gonna be <laughs> kind of stressful with the nuclear codes. That's so. why you want to get this Pachamama CBD. It's really the best CBD I think out on the market. I mean, it's and there's a lot of good ones out there. Yeah. but this one's the best. I ran out of mine, and I had to like take my backup um, Charlotte's Web. It just didn't. It just didn't get me where I needed to be. Your body was just like, you know, it was like, bro, bro. what the fuck <laughs> are you doing to me? Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Pachamama's multi-award winning, organically grown. It's triple ad tested. Uh, it's clean label certified. So it's pure. It's pure from Colorado. Yeah. It's instead of artificial flavoring tinct- uh, flavors, their tinctures are paired with nutrient rich superfoods. That's the good stuff, dude. It's the great stuff. <laughs> I mean, you like the fact that you actually it like chills you out. It, you know, you're gonna have some like 
cool, creative ideas, and it's uh, nutrient-rich. So you're getting all your vitamins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You don't even need to take vitamins anymore. You don't even just... need to eat. <laughs> just CBD. Just CBD. Go on a CBD cleanse. Yeah. All right. That's it. All right. Back to the show. Get Bye. some... Oh. Oh, where do you go to go? <laughs> so, yeah. People just fucking figure it out. Yeah. Just figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to be a mama CBD, just figure it out. So, go to... You go to enjoypachamama.com. That's enjoy, P-A-C-H-A-M-A-M-A.com, and type in Camp 15. Yep. Get 15% off. And enjoy is E-N-J-O-Y. <laughs> yeah, for the, it's yeah. not like some cool, like, enjoy. Like no, 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 no. It's the actual, the way it was spelled back in the Bible. Uh, so we, <laughs> so, uh, get there, camp one five, you're going to get your, uh, 15% discount yeah. code there. And you're going to chill. You're going to get chilled out. Yeah. Alrighty. Back to the show. All right. They, um, I noticed for the first time ever watching karate kid that, so they take a drive cross country from Newark to Encino or Reseda, wherever it is that they live. The one stop they make is Sedona, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And there's not one, but like. There's like two sweeping shots of the of the Red Rocks and stuff like that, and then they come out of a motel called the um, it's like the 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 Canyon Vortex or something. Oh like yeah, that. yep. And so I actually think that the whole movie is he they go into a vortex in Sedona, and uh, and that's the whole experience. I actually was Maybe. wondering if the well, it's was- interesting because then when you're, they're driving cross country, yeah, that's the only. Time- Isn't it bizarre of all the places they would actually give? It's not like they stop in Chicago and they do like a sweeping shot yeah, of the right, Sears right, Tower, right. and it's like they stop in this thing and you mm. see like a guy playing harmonica, you know, <laughs> yeah. on the street. Like right. of all the places you can pick, it's Sedona, and they and actually like make a meal. Uh, out they of make Sedona. a meal out There's of like it. There's like a lot of shots of the rocks. Yeah. And, yeah, that motel. They make a meal out of that. They stop in Sedona. I think it's symbolic. I think so. Big oh, time. It's, this is definitely on a Reddit thread. Or they, yeah, <laughs> they, 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 they go. They're going into a some kind of a portal or like a the special world or whatever. You well, that's call definitely it. where they're going. Yeah, yeah, and that they stop. I've never, yeah, I've never been. I've never been to Arizona, but I heard it's a pretty hot place for retirees these days. It mm, is, but yeah. Sedona is like a metaphysical hot spot. It's like a crystal right. and, and people, there's like these vortexes there. And because the, the hotel is, you can look it up. I, it's something vortex or the, the portal. It's like the portal motel. I mean, it's like. No, I remember. What, yeah. It, it, that they make a meal out of it. They that do. You yeah. said that they're there and it's very, I think it's definitely. Oh, crystal shops in Sedona. They're like delis in New York City. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great call. <laughs> They're all over the place. Yeah. That's true. Except, except in the crystal shops, it's like it's not like, hey, what are you gonna add? What do you want? You want some amethyst? What do you what do you what do you what do you and want? There, Amorite? Uh, there's we no, got, there's yeah. no random. We got fi- fresh brisket. Hey, come on, come on, come on! You got to speak up. What kind of crystals do you want here? Here, if you're interested in manifestation, I'm gonna introduce you oh, into this uh, this crystal right here. You just what you're gonna do is you're gonna put this in your pocket, right? And you're gonna hold it real tight, and you're gonna want to picture the reality that you want to, to come true and to create the event before it happens. Bring the event to you. Yeah, because you know I got a bad back, so I put the crystals on my back. Vinny the Crystal Guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. you know, speaking of movies, you know what just came on the other day is one of my favorite movies. I had to rewatch it and tape it was Inside Man. Oh yeah. God, yeah, I've never seen with, Inside Man. With uh it's a Spike Lee movie. It's my sorry, Spike Lee joint. It's yeah, a Spike Lee joint, be careful. Good catch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with that with Denzel and, and a very underrated actor of Clive Owen. Yeah, I like Clive. I like Clive. Yeah. You know, when I moved to New York City in 2005, that was the movie that was filming. 
That was my first experience. Yeah, because like, it's all over New York. Yeah. He like showcases New York City all over the movie. It's great. We don't give Clive his due on the pod, but Croupier is a fucking classic. I've never seen that. Croupier is incredible. He's great in Gosford Park. You know what he's great in? Uh, yeah. Extras. Oh, yes. Yeah, he is very <laughs> oh, yeah. good in Extras. He's great in Extras. He's good in Closer. Yeah. And he's good in... Um, fuck. He was a... Uh, he was uh, one of the dudes from uh, uh, the Born Identity. He was one of the snipers from the uh, the project there in Born Identity. Uh, oh, yeah. and wait, did you mention Gosford's Gosford Park? Gosford Park, he's incredible. But I would strongly recommend to anybody who's a Clive um, Owen fan, Croupier. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I've never heard of it. It's mm. great. I've yeah. seen it. Camp Good Boy Wreck of the Week. Yeah, Croupier. Spelled C R O U P I E R, like a, a casino. Yeah. It's like a it's uh, like a just, British pit boss or something. Yeah, you just gotta watch Inside Man because it's just Denzel is smooth and badass as a as a detective. Yeah, and it's, I, can't, I just can't I can't get enough of that. Yeah, and and, and Inside Man, so Croupier and Inside Man should be the Camp Good Boy double feature of the week. There we go. There's a <clears throat> there's another um, Clive Owen movie that we're missing. I guess everybody loves Children of Men. Yeah, people love that. Never movie. saw that. People love that. movie. Is he in the Constant Gardener? Uh. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think so. Oh, and then he played Hemingway in a movie. Ooh. I'm need, uh, <laughs> I, I need to wrap my mind around that one. <laughs> oh, he's in the Pink Panther. How about that? Yeah, and he's kind of one of those ones. It's like Dermot Mulroney or uh, 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 Dermot, uh, Dermot Mulroney Dylan or McDermott. Dylan McDermott. Yeah, because who's Clive his? Owen is kind of like the British Dylan McDermott. Yeah, yeah, he kind of is actually. Yeah, he totally is. Uh, who would be like his? I'm trying to think who is Brit because the big Clives. You got Clive Owen and Clive right. Davis. Right, very different Clives. Very different. Very yeah, different I, wonder who the, I wonder who the British Clive Davis is. The British, well, the British Wait, Clive Owen. Clive Owen. Sorry, who's his? Who's his Dermot Mulroney? Yeah, who is Clive Owen's Dermot Mulroney? If you know, uh, slide into the DM. <laughs> yeah, because it can't be like Michael Fassbender. It's like a very no. specific. Yeah, Clive Owen, Dur- Dylan McDermott, or Dermot Mulroney. I mean, it could have been Michael Fassbender back before he became big, but Clive uh, Owen is older than Michael Fassbender. Yeah, yeah who would that Those be? Kind of, who's like the black, a black oh, Irish? Oh, you know, you know who it is? It's the bad guy in the net. Wait, hold on. Let me find a picture yeah. of him. Oh, Clive shit. Owen or the bad guy in the net? Wait, you'll see it. I, the bad guy in the net. What's his name? Uh... Uh, Jeremy, is that him? Jeremy Northam. Let me see him younger though. And Jeremy Northam's also in Gosford Park. He plays Ivor Novello. Um, the net. Let's see. Clive Owen also made a recent cameo in uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. The last. Oh, okay. Season. Yeah, and they're both in Gosford Park. Good. Yeah. Jeremy oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jeremy Northam's in. Uh, that, that's kind of his. That's kind of his. Jeremy yeah. Northam. The only problem is, I think Clive Owen. Has but more stars, more more star. He's meal. got a little swagger, but he kind of he's kind of like yeah, you, he's in Curb. He's kind of like um, I don't know. He's kind of like K Fed. He's like fat. He's the fat kind of yes. washed up version of his former yes. self. He's like Showtime series for 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 life now. I mean, yeah. he'll never be exactly. like the, the he'll never be Bond. Waiting, <laughs> no, he won't. I'm yeah, sure they, after Closer, though, there were probably a few people that thought he oh, could yeah, be Bond, yeah. but then Daniel Craig was clearly the next one. Yeah, I think he spent a little too much time in the pub. <laughs> That's what it kind of feels like oh, to me. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. So in, he's in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Doesn't Jeff sign him? Yeah, that's the <laughs> thing. Because he's, so yeah. he's just kind yeah. of like... He's, he's doing like a Broadway show. Oh, that's and, right. Uh, right. Yep. Yeah, he's really offended that Larry like 
kind of doesn't think his show is that great. That's right. right. And I love how Jeff signs. <laughs> That's his, he yeah. reps Larry David, Clive, Dave, Clive Owen. Right. I keep thinking Clive Davis, the music producer. Right. Um, that's hilarious. God, so I haven't been to my apartment since last Monday because we were been out in Palm Springs for Thanksgiving, and then I'm going back out tonight after the after the mics turn off. Uh, it's so weird being back, even being back to your apartment when you've been away for a week. There's always like a, it's not a bad smell. It's just mm-hmm. the smell of nobody's been here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because I have an air purifier oh, going, oh, right, and I have my windows open, but there's still just like a wow, nobody's been here for yeah. a week. Yeah. It's like the wood smells a little bit more. Like you can really, that like, yeah. It's yeah, I, I had the. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of jealous of you guys going to Palm Springs because one of the most fun I had in a trip the last few years, we actually went to Desert Hot Springs, uh, which is kind of you know, it's it, it's the it's second a odd, but there's like a cool like re- little resort there that felt like it was straight out of Mad Men. Right, we well, out there and went to Palm Springs. It was a lot of fun. So that that resort that you went to is the resort they go to in the Player. It's yeah. like a, a thing, and it's pretty much the only thing you should do in Desert Hot Springs. People, yeah, it's the only thing to do. People will also, it's one of the most dangerous. It's the highest crime in the state of California next to Compton. It's, um, it is a very, oh, shit, I didn't know that. yeah, it's a really, it's a really dangerous, mm. uh, town city. And so people are like, they're driving up to Joshua tree. It's like, Oh honey, desert hot springs. I bet we can go like, well, there's like a great spot. And, sounds there, nice. and there is, mm. but then even those hot springs places, they're these like weird motels that have the water. None of them, like nobody's given it the once over. Like it hasn't been gentrified yet. Although I'm sure somebody no. is, is going to do it for sure. But the town is like, you're in a, some kind of like tweaker nightmare, like apocalypse Absolute, like it doesn't yeah, feel we, we left we left the little resort and we're just like this is really quiet and borderline it's, eerie depressing yeah and we found like a little hike that was all on rocks and on the top of the hike was just this big like wooden cross yeah and now that you mentioned that it's just like that's just for all the people that have been killed there <laughs> well it's like it's very hills have eyes but it's um it's a very like sketchy there's a lot of like shootings and uh and stuff like that. It's very like tweaker. It's weird. It's like a it's like a tweaker fucking paradise. Paradise. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's yeah, very and then, but then weird. You just, you, you just drive down that one road with no turns and yeah. then boom, you're into Palm Springs and it's super bougie. Right. That's the thing. Yeah, you can take a straight shot into Palm Springs and it's about like a thirty minute drive. Um mm-hmm. and that's it. yeah. Well, you can see Desert Hot Springs from the hike that we did the other day. Um, and it's just out there, just like, well, what's going on out there? Yeah, it's very <laughs> And that's very where scary. Jody Arias lived, though, mm-hmm. who, who we well, mentioned. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. The, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. So. Well, so now that you guys are back in L.A., uh, I, I'm curious, uh, in this phase of COVID, what's the, uh, what's the mask-wearing situation look like generally? Are people kind of just like, over this whole thing, fuck it, or are people staying on point? I mean, L.A. is still pretty masky, but there's another, like, safer at home, and the restaurants are closed again. Right. It's um oh, yeah. Shit. So you guys, you can't do the Korean barbecues, huh? No, it no. sucks. I mean, yeah, I, th- I'm, I'm, I think, oh. and, and it's weird because I don't. I've been out to eat dinner during COVID probably like fifteen times, mm-hmm. and neither myself nor anybody I've been with has gotten COVID. I don't know if it's the restaurants. I think there's. I think that I think they're just panicking. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of debate here in, in New York, specifically in New York City's, because they're saying that a lot of the spread or at least new spread. It's not super spreader events, but it's coming from gyms, hotels, and indoor dining. But they closed all the schools. 
and everybody's all up in arms about the schools being closed because there's no evidence of it. So nobody knows what they're doing. You know, they're going to close restaurants just to give people peace of mind. And, and, but you know, everybody's out of business again. It's just like, fuck. Yeah. The restaurant thing. Yeah. That was bad. I just hope there's uh they bring the parking restrictions oh, back. Yeah. I hope so. Cause that was great. Not having to move your car for the dumb streets. I don't so understand. Nice. I don't understand why they would close outdoor dining at least reduce the capacity. Like, see, exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. I think you, know, Newsom, you, can't, you can't loiter and look in the windows anymore. So. I know that's the end of an era. <laughs> I think News, Newsom, I think it's just Newsom like projecting after he got busted at that, like swanky indoor Napa. Event. I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just kind of like, he's flexing. So Pasadena restaurants stay open for outdoor dining on Thanksgiving, despite LA County is Pasadena, not in LA County. I have no idea. Um, no, I don't think it is because that was the that was I saw in the news. Everyone was outraged. I'm like, why is Pasadena stay open? Yeah, no, I mean, dejected LA restaurants serve their last meal. Fear for the future. It's it sucks because I mean, I think they were doing. I don't know what the numbers looked like, but I think they were doing all right. I mean, mm-hmm. restaurant like people were so ready to go out as soon as they opened. Yeah, and uh, yeah, some like so I, it was that guy uh, that that big music producer Benny Blanco from the Bronx. <laughs> That's what I thought. He's this huge. He's like Bieber's producer. He's this huge producer. Posted on Instagram an article about like uh, saying that restaurants were to blame for COVID, and then his ta- his caption was like, "Learn how to cook, everybody." It's like, or I get a private chef like you do. Like, no, also, dude, not. It, I don't care. Learn how to cook. Don't learn how to cook. It doesn't hit the same. It's like is going out to a restaurant. Also, if you like Korean bar, like what I'm supposed to get a fucking <laughs> Korean barbecue set up in my house. <laughs> I love it. Don't go to restaurants. Stay home and learn how to cook. Yeah, because well, I, well, I don't know how to fucking cook, you know, linguine and clam sauce. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> if you had your own Korean barbecue thing in the house with the ventilation, because you know how above the top that you have the, yeah, yeah, the air right, that shoots right, out? Right. Yeah, it's sad. I, I, we, yeah, we logged in. I mean, I hit we hit 10 Roku at least once a week. There was a good, like, seven-week run there. Oh, it was you know great. What you guys should do is just lo- locate like some Korean chef and just start like your own hibachi place in your apartment, and then live stream it, and then you know you can <laughs> yeah. go viral. Yeah, be- like Benny now. Benny Blanco is just like learn how to Japanese hibachi at your house. <laughs> yeah, we just like right, come right, over right. like Phil's just, just like fucking food flies at you as soon as you walk <laughs> yeah, in the just fucking learn, thing. Learn those <laughs> squirt bottles, that onion volcano. Yeah, it's, yeah. Wall, it hits your wall and shit. <laughs> it's just knives fucking flying everywhere. <laughs> I just It'd that. be more dangerous like you die from a knife uh, wound than COVID. I just, Learn I just, how to hibachi at home. Yeah, I just love that logic. Learn how to cook at home, y'all. Like, oh, all right, God. dude. I, I hate being well, told what to so, do by celebrities. <laughs> I know, it's so annoying. And so everybody was pissed at Cuomo here uh, because he made a recommendation. He didn't sign an order, but he made a strong recommendation to keep all Thanksgiving gatherings below 10 people. So, you know, everyone's just like, is it enforceable? The police going to come in if you have more than 10 people. So I thought it was funny that my, my mother hates Cuomo. My dad's, nah. And I took a picture of Cuomo and cut it off at his nose and taped it to my window. And I said, he's the 11th guest. Oh, oh yeah. yeah I good. saw that. That, that was, was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like Phil made a great meme on Camp Goodboy where it's like, um, it's it's um, Henry Hill, Ray Liotta coming <laughs> yeah, out right, right. at the end of Goodfellas <laughs> where it's like when they yes. find out your 10th guest and it's like, don't you move, motherfucker. I'll blow your fucking brains out. Dude, it's, I mean... <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing Attica. Fuck. Uh, when I was coming back from uh, from Palm Springs uh, a few hours ago, there was so much traffic. 
And I was like, what is all this traffic? And I was like, oh, it's people coming back maybe to L.A. from Thanksgiving. I'm like, well, clearly no one's listening. <laughs> it, yeah. was, it was backed up for like an hour. Right. I thought I was going to no, miss dude, a we're, we're screwed. Like, oh, we blew it. I, I, we, blew, we fully blew it. I don't. No, I, 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 I try to have. I, I'm really optimistic, and I always try to find the best parts of things. But at this point, because we didn't take it seriously early, and there was no leadership early, and all these states are doing patchwork systems, we're going to come to a point after New Year's Day where we're going to be hitting like two fifty, three hundred thousand new infections a day. And a vaccine is great, but if the infections are like at those numbers. It's going to take so much longer to get to like 70% immunity. This mm. is going to go on. I, I heard a podcast, this immunologist said, this is going to go on at least till 2024. Right. Ooh, well, yeah. some version of it. Mm. Yeah. Well, he said, he said, yeah, some version of it. And basically, it's going to be not pure normalcy until 2024. And then it's going to be like the roaring 20s and everyone's going to go nuts. But by the way, um, and then like, well, we, we aren't, we don't have the, the way this whole thing started, like, don't there's another pandemic right around the corner that, you know, may stop or may not stop. I mean, I think pandemics are just going to be kind of more of a reality or we learn oh, from yeah. it and, and we have a better infrastructure than, you know, obviously we had the worst human being possible to be behind the fucking wheel of, the, of, of this thing. You got to, uh, there's got to be, uh, honestly, because it's the same, it's the same thing with football. Everyone's like, oh, the, the, this one guy last night, like literally, one game was rescheduled, and they've res- been rescheduling them the whole season. And the, he was like, I think it was CNN, the fucking the COVID news network. Yeah, and they were um, <laughs> they were just talking about how like I, I think they were they were talking about how like the, they should just like shut it down, or they were criticizing it. I was like, look, the NFL's not they're not going to stop until like you know Tom People Brady dies of COVID. Dead. Yeah, like until someone dies, but these guys get it, and literally they they're. I don't think they have any bad symptoms. There's too much money to be made. Yeah, yeah and, there's, and there's too much money to and be made. Quite frankly, this has been one of the most entertaining football seasons I've ever fucking watched. Yeah, the games have been incredible. I think these guys are just like so happy and grateful that they're actually getting to play. That the games have been really fun. Mm-hmm. And by the way, no matter what, 2024, like you know, you can always go to Florida if you want to have a sense of normalcy. Yeah, go to Florida. Just go to Florida, and and you know, learn how to cook. Yeah. <laughs> No, I was like the the out the yeah. best the silver lining of all the the body count of COVID was the outdoor Korean barbecue because like there you know when else are you going to be able to do Korean barbecue under the it was so good stars but also uh, but also I I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to <laughs> hit the fucking panic button because this is literally it changes fucking this every is week. just I think they're just doing this for three weeks yeah and right it, it's going to be like a micro shutdown yeah 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 so. You know, let's. But that doesn't. But that doesn't do anything. Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of. This is kind of an unpopular opinion, but like, I think we should do a monster nationwide shutdown. And yeah, there's gonna be a lot of people that don't comply. But if most people comply for four to six weeks, full shutdown, a stimulus to keep everyone tethered to their jobs, or at least whatever income that they have, just throw people cash. Right. This thing would be squashed in the ground. And, you know, we talked about the dictator switch. I'm, I'm scaling back from that because I don't think that's, like, feasible. But you could do a shutdown. Yeah. And just get get to the point where it's manageable and then get vaccines in and we can accelerate this. But right. I'm not president. So. I'm, I'm, I'm in it for one more forgivable grant, small business grant. <laughs> <laughs> I, you got – I'm, 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 I'm in it for one more uh, forgivable small business grant. Yeah, no, for can, sure. Then yeah. we can get back to normal. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, well you know, it's – 
But you, then you starting a small business here soon, and you want a forgivable loan? Yeah, I mean, we just we have like multiple fake companies. But it, you know, it really doesn't matter who. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter whether it was Trump or Hillary, whoever that was the president. Even if the Democrats have been like there was going to be a mask mandate. And they did it. There's still going to be anti-maskers, just like there's people who text while they drive. Right. And the, the deaths of, of car accidents from that are fucking through the roof. There's the same reason why people don't wear a seatbelt. You You're know, supposed to wear a seatbelt, but some people don't wear a seatbelt. Yeah, but, right. but you can set a you can set a tone that this is this is what it's going to be early, but that's already been blown. And now to try to do it now, it's it's lost. You just yeah. can't do it. I just think there's always going to be people that rebel against it. You know, always. what would be interesting oh, if, sure. if yeah. they for just sure. if they turned like. Florida into like a COVID autonomous zone <laughs> and you literally you went in you got tested when you went in like a rapid test to get in and and then you could just go in and mm. then you had to get tested to leave and you could just go in there and live like a totally normal life and it's almost like because you know how people go there for Disney World uh-huh. you know you go there you basically turn the COVID whole world. <laughs> yeah, COVID world and you turn like well, yeah, it's got its own mascot my, it's yeah, you got the the, the, the big the big virus like the orange man, <laughs> oh, man. he's just yeah, like right. welcome to COVID world oh, and if, if they just crazy. turn the entire state of Florida into COVID world and you can go into bars restaurants there's concerts monster truck rallies mm. everything you want to just go in and then you have to leave and, um, you know, it's kind of fun. Yeah. I think that, 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 that could be like a solution you can go and you go and it's in a, it's like a, it's like a fantasy world, like Disney world where you can live a, like normal life again, the fantasy of, a, of what normal life was like. Hmm. Well, I think that's what my uncle Mick is doing. He's Trademark. in Florida and based on what I see, there's no pandemic where he is. Oh no, I was just in Florida. They don't give a rat's fucking ass about it. It's yeah. just bonkers. Yeah. Florida is just—it's Florida. Florida. Everyone I mean, complains about California that California should break off. Florida should fucking break off. <laughs> well, that's or <laughs> like, just they just turn it into the COVID uh, the uh, COVID world. That'd be great if Florida did break off. Like they, but not, but not like because of an earthquake. It's some mm-hmm. they actually like were cutting down into the ground. And it just it, it just, yeah, you just saw it float away. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah, Florida Island, Florida Island. That'd be sick. It was it was maybe like just it was just another like it was like floating down. It's just another island. How like the Bahamas and everything? It's just this. It's just floating down there. It's not sinking, right? And they did. Yeah, they turned it. That's the COVID autonomous zone. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Kaz. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it kind of already is. You know, yeah, in Texas. It, yeah. it really is. Yeah. Um, or no, I'm sorry, not Texas, South Dakota. South Dakota, their mayor is just like, we love freedom. Come to South Dakota, no masks, no compliance, no nothing. Yeah. Come to South Dakota. And she's out there, and they're, they're, their hospitals are like completely overwhelmed, and she's just, yeah, it's all good, no problem. Yeah, <laughs> that's what freedom looks like in South Dakota, just a, <laughs> bu- a fucking hospital yeah, no, full of dead that's elderly the, people. That's the difference with like far left libtards is they won't form a militia to like kidnap her. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll just wear pussy hats and like yell at her. That's all they'll do. Right. Um, and they, yeah, they, well, this is the same uh, governor, by the way, that was actually possibly entertaining or entertaining Trump's notion of putting him up on Mount Rushmore. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're dealing with in South Dakota. <laughs> I'd be hilarious if his face was up there. <laughs> oh, man. No, yeah. you, know, you know, somewhere on one of his properties, he's going to make like a dumbed down Mount Rushmore with just his face. Was just four versions of him? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Wait, that's going to be wild when he announces his that he's running. And you know what? It'll be his, like, reality stunt, and he'll get, like, be able to squeeze four years out of it. He'll still do mm. rallies. Everyone still loves him. Right, right. 
Well, and the, goal, the goal is so that he can, quote, raise money for his campaign, but he'll just pocket it all. Right, right, right. And, yeah, and then not run. And then not no, run. And, and, yeah. and the Republicans need him as the brand for their party right now, obviously to win those Senate seats, but they need him to be viable because look at all the people in the Republican Party that love him. They, mm-hmm. If he goes away, they lose a lot of revenue in, in fundraising. So, yeah. you know, they know what they're doing. And it's, but it's, it's always like, God, the Republicans, don't you have like a young, like, guy? No. That's always these old. Nah, dude, who, who can you put up right now that's like. I don't even know. You it's, can't put up a traditional Republican right now. No, I, Lindsey Graham. But no, like the Republicans Maybe. never, ha- the Republicans never have like a, like a Kennedy or like an Obama, like a young, like handsome, like a guy. Who, Reagan was the last one. Yeah, I guess so. And wasn't he like eighty when he ran? No, because you you have to be somewhat of just like a horrible kind of redneck to to buy into the these the ideology. I mean, it's not they're not usually like good, you know, young. Like, where, where's the Republican candidate who's got like a like a punk band? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, where's where's like the Beto? Where's like the Republican Beto? Wait, I, who I don't see... like that guy, but like, where's like the young? No, I, dude. Like Henry Henry Rollins. I feel like is a closet Republican, and I yeah, I could see them running Henry Rollins. Yeah, well, you know, Republicans traditionally are like a very orderly party. You know, they dominate the vice president and they're kind of like, you know, Procter and Gamble of the 50s and stuff. So Trump coming out is like, you know, what's the joke? Uh, Democrats fall in love. Republicans fall in line. And Democrats Mm. nominate all the young guys that haven't been in and all that. Trump has like blown that all out of the water. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I don't know who could follow. It's not going to it's not going to be a Trump. It's got to be it's going to be somebody that's like it's going to be Trumpism, but a lot more powerful. (laughs) No, it's like like the that was cool what House of Cards did when Joel Kinnaman played like the young Republican candidate. I'm like, yeah, where's the where's the Kinnaman? Where's the where's Republicans Joel Kinnaman? Like the young kind of good looking, maybe a little progressive. They run they run the Charlottesville those Charlottesville (laughs) groups with the candles. I guess you're right. Yeah, it's the guy that's the head of the yeah yeah. right right right. It's like it's too that's the problem. They're too white nationalists. Yeah, right right right. To, to run it's too it's too dark. It's, it's unfortunate yeah. that there's not just like a like a progressive uh young progressive like republican candidate out there right well it should have been marco rubio marco rubio was supposed to be the guy but he's an idiot he's just yeah. a putz i hate that guy i don't like him either well we'll come back around to but it just sucks that here we are in in november Still talking about this fucking virus. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate yeah, it. Yeah, isn't it crazy? But no, but I, I don't disagree that by 2024 or the next four years, it's still a reality. It's it, it's going to be slowly moving into a version of dealing with it between the vaccine and just figuring it out. But I don't not disagree with that. It's not just, I think by 2024, it's like it's still going to be a thing. Well, here's the thing is that well, we've, but the last pandemic and fucking bird flu doesn't count. Uh, was 1918. So we've had such a long time without this thing mm-hmm. that it's going to take a long time to get back to normal. Like, right. Well, that was the, that, you know. that was this guy's theory was not just by vaccines and where we are, but like looking at a history of pandemics. There was there was a vaccine, and then there's a shock, and then there's normal. Yeah, yeah, and, right. You know, and so it's it's going to be. You know, we just can't jump right back into this. It's going to be a while. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone's like, oh, by next spring, it's like, no, just be conservative. It's going to be at least. I think till 2022, but yeah, it was interesting. It's a, yeah, well, our, the first time I was on the podcast, we were talking about I just got out of New York, and we were talking about yeah, it's not in Florida yet, it's not in Texas, and here we are in November. It's yeah, crazy. Well, it's so Florida, annoying. yeah, it's uh, it's debatable if it's down there because they're not acknowledging it. But again, 
you just look at it. if you want some normalcy, just go to Florida. I, you know, yeah, I feel or, like Florida tour. I feel like the Florida tour. I feel like the Florida. Korea. There's no. Yeah, I feel like the Florida Tourism Bureau is going to lean into that. They should. I mean, they don't have any, you know, all their revenue comes from businesses and no income taxes, so they better lean into it. Mm -hmm. It's so annoying. But yeah, we're North Korea. So, and that's (laughs) like Florida's like, yeah. No COVID. It's amazing. Or they're not saying. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. They don't report anything. Yeah. Because I think um, Kim Jong un. Um, is it Un? 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 I don't, uh, I don't know. Uh, he, Kim Jong. Uh. I think they, they, didn't we think that he had it? Wasn't there a... He was in I Think I Had It, bro. Yeah, there was some intelligence <laughs> report. <laughs> oh, well, they, they, they said if he had it and he died, his sister would take over. And she's like a psychotic psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> like you look up Kim Jong Un's sister. She's just, she's like, just an absolute like Jeffrey Dahmer type. She's nuts. Bro. Right. That's not the type you want to be. <laughs> no. No, no. Uh, well, anyways, uh, how much time we got left there, Phil? we got about two minutes. Two minutes. You know what that means. That's right, folks. It's time for the Camp Good Boy Shout-Out Hour. Thanksgiving edition. Phil, who are we giving shout-outs to gobble, this week? Gobble, gobble. <laughs> uh, got some. Hey, Paul, are you, a, you like Kiss? <laughs> Paul just left. <laughs> You like- he, he checks out for he checks out until the Camp Good Boy <laughs> shout out hour. You still with us there, bud? Hey, he's back. Hey, sorry, you cut off just as Phil was asking if you were a Kiss fan. Hell yeah, I'm a Kiss fan. Oh yeah, oh, okay. You're Kiss Army. Um, all right, well I'm, I'm, I'll rejigger this, but uh, okay. So hey, shout out the Break Even Hustler. Hey, shout out, shout out, shout out. Hey, shout out. Uh, was really enjoying the last Walt content. Uh, I was putting out Zimmerman Marlene. Hey, shout out, shout out, shout out. Uh, hey, shout out Lucas Antonio. Shout out, shout out, shout out. Hey, shout out. Uh, also enjoying the last Walt's uh, content. Bad Vandy. Hey, shout out, shout out. I like the name. Uh, hey, shout out Jeffrey Silvers. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, hey, shout out uh, Filet Mignon. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> shout out. Uh, hey, shout, shout out. Filet Mignon. Yeah, it's so it's good. It's a good cut. <laughs> it's a great cut. cut. Hey, cut. shout out uh, really funny page. Middle Class America. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, hey, shout out the Little Gold Mix. Hey. Shout, shout out. out. Shout out. Hey, shout out P. Kev Com. Shout out. Shout out. Hey, shout out Silvio Berry. Hey. Shout out. That's Shout it. Out. That's it. Uh, thanks for supporting the page, guys. Thanks. Uh, wait, uh, did you have a good Thanksgiving? I had a great Thanksgiving. Just uh, just my folks, just the four of us. Do, do you have... Below 10, so I followed the rules. Do you have a drunk uncle? Because there's so much, like, drunk uncle humor when Thanksgiving comes around. I was like, I don't know if I really have, a, like, a drunk, like... No, you're the drunk uncle. <laughs> I'm the drunk cousin, yeah. Uh, do you have one? Oh, Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, are you are you kind of talking about like the SNL drunk uncle type character? <laughs> I, I mean, I guess that yeah. I mean, I guess so. I I've, I've never had a Thanksgiving yeah. where it's just like oh, like Uncle Mitch is just gonna like fall off the table again and like make racist remarks. Yeah. You know, Uncle Mitch. Is a lot of a lot of my relatives are older now. Everybody's just like East Turkey and almost passes out. But no, I I my, my uncle Mickey. He's uh, I'm sure you guys know Mick Flusco. He owns a bar and everything. <laughs> he's the he's the life of the party. Uh, okay, got it. He right. owns a bar. I mean, that's the, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, that's the classic drunk. Yeah, I just I've never really had the drunk uncle experience. Yeah, I mean, I haven't. I've never had really like 
multiple families at the dinner table arguing about politics experience. Yeah, me uh, neither. That's, yeah, that's kind of where it comes in. Do everyone's just like, oh, you got to fight with your, your, you know, your your uncle and your aunt over politics? But nah, it doesn't happen with us. Yeah, yeah, I've never had that. Or like the like Tom Hanks played a drunk uncle in Family Ties. I don't know if you know that little known. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's like they he's like acting all sober, and then like. Then he goes and finds the booze and like they keep it away from him. And he goes and drinks um, cooking vanilla because he's because uh, he gets a little alcohol on that. Imagine oh. imagine eating a drink so bad you go to the you, you just take a whole thing of vanilla to the face. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> or like Listerine. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. But no, that, like I'd that. much rather like forget the politics talk. Have a talk about who the five greatest drummers are. Yeah, <laughs> such a better conversation. At the kids I, feel like, I feel like that a lot of people can settle on drummers more than they can settle on the best guitar players. Guitar you is know? tough. Yeah. 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 Dr- singers, you know, it's all the front the front men, people, you know, parts of the band people have a tough time with. It's also drummers, subjective. People just be like, yeah, yeah. He's a good drummer. Yeah. Yeah. But because no, I mean drummer. Drummer is a little easier. But then, yeah, if you get if you get in a conversation with the wrong person, they're just going to be like, no, 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 no. Mongo Sanchez right. from the, this, <laughs> this band in Brazil. It's like, yeah, oh, or I, like I, I can't even talk. Django Reinhardt. It's like, but it's also like because some people would be like Neil Young's solo in Cinnamon Girl is the best guitar solo ever. He just plays one note, and like, <laughs> yeah, I know it's got like a it's got a certain genesis quality yeah. to it, but it's like. I mean, my kid could do that, you know. I guess you know anybody could do that. Well, but yeah, I mean, did it's, it. it's like, um, I mean, Robbie Robertson is a great guitar player, but like Eric Clapton, <laughs> and I'm not a big Clapton fan, but I mean, Eric Clapton kind of takes him to, he knows to music. Way, yeah, around a six, he kind of takes sure. him to guitar school in for the last sure. in the last wall. For sure. <laughs> well, oh. Robbie's Robbie's a great songwriter, but Robbie's just got like that. Feel like when he just yeah like, no he is a great beow, guitar beow. player for yeah sure. exactly he's got great feel and he can write songs really well did you guys see on YouTube where he did the collaboration with all these different musicians across the world oh with take a load off Fanny oh yeah yeah whatever it was and Ringo of course is playing drums oh, and I was watching it and I was like this is kind of cool but this is all just a fucking stroke rocket he ego yeah you know and I don't want to hear it with about Ringo it's like uh, he's got that every time he plays drums nowadays on stage there's another drummer playing mm-hmm. so Always. if he's so good Good. Why does he have this other drummer to like pick up the slack? Yeah, because I don't see uh, fucking Steve Adler. Yeah. I feel like Steve Adler came out of the Guns N' Roses show. That dude looks awful. Right. He was crushing oh, yeah. it on those Appetite songs. Mm-hmm. I, no, Ringo's whole thing is he had an all-star band, so he had all the best musicians to play around him. Yeah, yeah. Every, like every single time he's he plays drums, there's always another drummer. Like I don't see that out of uh, I don't know who's like an older drummer. Um, like the guy from Queen. Well, like Neil, like Neil Pert when Neil be, uh, before he passed he away. He didn't need another drummer. No, fuck no. Oh, no. Yeah. The only other band like that had now. Two, the only <laughs> other band that had like two drummers was the Allman Brothers, but that was part of their thing. And the dead it wasn't because one of them sucked. Yeah. yeah, but like you know, uh, and I guess everybody could be like, well, he's getting older, but uh, so that's my that's kind of my point. Like, I, no, I but he's been doing that since the eighties. Oh, oh, so it goes back away. Oh yeah! Oh, you got it. The, if you YouTube Levon and him playing together with his all-star band, he just makes Ringo look like a complete amateur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, like you know um, who's another like older older drummer. Like I mean, Stuart Copeland's probably in like his sixties now, and he's still fucking he's still oh, playing with like still has he's still oh, they're yeah. trying to get Oyster Head back together. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> he's good. I mean, Stuart Copeland's my favorite drummer. 
But you kind of could. You know, it's it's been a while, but I don't think Brandon Murphy needs a second drummer. No, well, I, I know my way around a four piece. <laughs> I can I'm, I can get in the pocket when uh, it needs to be. And, and by the way, oh no, you can't hear my drumming on the Camp Good Boy song, but uh, the the theme song. Uh, that's not me on drums. Oh uh, right, 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 Pappas, right. Shout out. That's you on vocals. That's me on, vocals. That's me on steel. Out. That's shout me on out. steel drum. Sun's gone down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice. Well, uh, well, now the road to Christmas starts. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Sky high. Is there, there going to be the restriction now of less than three people for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you can only give. You can't give presents. Yeah, they, they're, the stockings are not advised by the CDC because they're <laughs> yeah, too right. like handsy. Well, and the god hand sanitizer is going to be like a real popular stocking stuffer this year, like hand sanitizer and a mask. Well, well I, remember. Yeah, in, in, in New York State, Santa's going to have to quarantine for 14 days. <laughs> yeah, right. It's yeah. travel. Oh, my God. Because he's, yeah, he's got – and probably he's got all these droplets in his beard. <laughs> well, and, oh, and, and, yeah. and he's an at-risk <laughs> candidate yeah. for COVID. He's definitely got comorbidities or whatever it is. <laughs> I would just be interested to see if he's starting in the Midwest and then coming east because if that's the case, I'm fucking locking my chimney. Yeah, that would be smart. Um, and yeah, and all those little elves and everything, he's, they're, they're definitely oh, super yeah, spreaders. Oh, and then they're also like spreaders. he comes in and he drinks your milk. So his saliva is all over the glass. Make sure you like oh, double, fuck. make sure you really hey, double you know, wash. By the glass. way, get ready for it because I bet elves will be canceled because of like the little people population. Hmm. Um, maybe has a problem with it. Perhaps. Well, listen, listen, Trump is still going to be president through Christmas. So he brought back Christmas. You can say Merry Christmas again. And that includes the elves. So yeah. I think we're good at least for this year. Wait, oh yeah, what's that woke shit? You can't say Happy Holidays. You can't say Merry Christmas. Well, I mean, this no, is the it's thing. All, it's like that whole culture war that you, that we're not allowed to say Merry Christmas anymore. Because it's like you can say Merry Christmas to somebody else, like if they're celebrating Christmas. But if mm. you are like a public figure, you're on any kind of you know public forum, and you're you're using Merry Christmas as a general mm. expression of global like yeah, right. happiness in this in this time. Right. That's not. So it's just happy holidays. That's what people do. I mean, I can live with that. That's basically what it has been. Yeah, it's the fucking holiday season. Jesus Christ. But you're going to get Trump with the Merry Christmas. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And a Merry Christmas to all. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm ready for Christmas. Never ends. All right. Well, uh, well, Paul, thank you for uh, for coming in. And, and uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas, fellas. Thanks for having me on. I'll put the fire out. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All righty. All right. Stay we'll safe, see, everyone. See you in a couple weeks or whenever. Peace. Peace.